Hey traders, Gil Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Thank you as always for joining. Today we're going to talk a little bit about standard deviation, about back testing results, and uh, you know, really how you can use those to look forward to real trading results and whatnot. And uh, it stems from a question that I got recently. And recently we just hosted a two-day free trader summit. It was called the Navigator Summit. It was an amazing experience. Uh, essentially, the idea was to talk about 2020, right? 2020 has been a a life-changing moment for or year for many people. Um, you know, there's a lot of bad that has happened in the world, obviously, but there's a lot of good as well. A lot of opportunity, whether it's the opportunity for traders and investors to have really once-in-a-lifetime type of returns in the market just due to the volatility that has happened, whether it's traders or aspiring traders and investors that have had the opportunity to turn passions into hobbies, hobbies into businesses, and, you know, really start another chapter of their lives. I know, um, personally speaking here at Tier 1 Trading, we had a record number of traders get funded by prop firms this year, all because they now had the time to really go after it. Before there was an excuse, how am I going to find a time? I got to work. With being furloughed or unfortunately maybe laid off, it opened up a lot more opportunity to kind of go after their dreams. And they took advantage of it, which was, which was pretty cool. And the point of the summit was to talk about, hey, we think 2021 is going to be very similar. Let's talk about setting yourself up to do the same. And a lot of questions are coming through because it was a shorter summit, so we didn't have a time to, to really uh, address everything. And I got a good one here. Now, I'm going to read you the question. It's going to get a little bit wordy if, if you are, uh, I don't want to say on the dumber side like myself, but you're, if you're on the simpler-minded side like myself, I'm going to simplify it for you. But here we go. So, Zakiel, I've been following you since the start of my trading journey three years ago. I've listened to all your podcast episodes, which means you're listening to this as well. Appreciate it. Um, and I've been doing well uh, and started to become profitable. However, I've come across a question that I can't seem to find the answer to. And I was wondering if you can help me with it. All right. Any winning rate can have a standard deviation plus or minus X. X is that variable uh, X percentage, depending on the number of trades. For example, in a thousand trades, it can have a standard deviation of plus or minus 4%. In 500 trades, it can have a plus or minus of 6%. For example, a strategy uh, has a 40% winning rate. In any 500 trades, this winning rate can be 34% or 46%. What if you backtested 500 trades and found that it has a 46% winning rate? You then went live and were expecting this 46% win rate, but instead the next 500 trades had the lower end of deviation and you had a 34% win rate instead. That's a huge 12% difference between the two 500 trades of the same strategy. For swing traders or for those traders using a daily chart, 500 trades will take them years. At first, I thought this can be considered a drawdown, but a 40% winning rate strategy can continually expect 34% uh, winning rate in succeeding 500, 1,000, 1,500, et cetera trades. It won't know to pass 500 trades. This is also the reason why the risk of ruin will go up when the number of trades are increased. My question is, isn't this a flaw in the concept of backtesting? Also, I thought you can actually counter this with setting a maximum drawdown, and I realize that this can happen to you continuously. 
even when you change to another strategy. You can stop trading when you reach a certain level of drawdown, then resume when the market conditions are in your favor, but it still won't change the fact that this can happen again in succeeding trades. I was wondering if you can give your thoughts about this. And you know I can. Um, so I've already responded to this trader. By the time you guys are hearing this podcast episode, it's probably about weeks, <laughs> weeks afterwards. But I thought it was a really cool concept because um, it, it's it's true, right? And, and and to dumb it down a little bit for you guys, standard deviation is, it, it's basically the... The, the, the plus or minus, the, it's the story behind the story. So for example, if they take this trader's example, if you've done all your back testing and you look at your final numbers and your numbers say that you have a 40% win rate, it doesn't mean that you're gonna win four out of every 10 trades, right? We know it, it ebbs and flows. There are gonna be periods where you win one out of every 10. There are gonna be periods where you win nine out of every 10. If you guys have ever traded live, you know it tends to be streaky, right? You you got a 10% win rate in your first 10 trades and then you catch fire and then you get cold and you catch fire. So the standard deviation, basically it's it's a, a the measure of variation of set value. So I like to say this, right? I'm historically a 55% trader, right, overall. But when I'm hot, right, on my hot years or hot periods, I'm usually hitting at the 60% mark. So that's kind of the, the plus side of my standard deviation is, is, is the 60% mark. When I'm cold, I'm usually hitting around like the 45% mark, right? So it's my kind of my range. I range between 45% and 60%. Um, I'm somewhere in the middle around 55% historically in my win rate. And... The trader is asking, you know, how does this affect, you know, what, I guess when you, when you have your backtesting results, how do you know, or you don't know, I guess is the question, you don't know whether you're going to be on the hot side or the cold side, right? What if you finish your backtesting, everything was on the hot side, and then as soon as you start trading live, you end up on the cold side. How is that going to affect your trading? Essentially, does this make backtesting pointless? And... Here's the thing, it doesn't make backtesting pointless. Um, in fact, I would say that it makes backtesting more powerful. And this is one of the reasons that I, I love um, manual backtesting. I guess you, you, can, you can do this with automated backtesting as well, but I, I think most people look for the shortcut in it. But typically people, a lot of traders that try to go to automated backtesting, they do so just because they want the answer. They just wanna see if something's profitable. I believe that the true value of backtesting is the story. Now, even in automated backtesting, you can take a look at the story. Obviously, you have all the data in front of you, you can go back. But I personally think there's a feel factor as well, right? I think it, you know, pain and pleasure, you know, the emotions stick with us more than just kind of kind of numbers, right? Um, if we read the book and we can and we can relate to a certain experience, right? It kind of sticks with us rather than just reading the summary of it. So in your backtesting journey, no doubt you should, if you're if you're testing enough sample size, that is, you should go through both the entire range of results, right? The plus and the minus of that standard deviation, right? You should feel and experience what it's like to be on the cold side. You should feel or experience what it's like to be on the hot side. I know personally, whenever I backtest, and it always tends to seem this way, right? I always start off hot, right? I always start off the first couple years or whatever like that. They're on fire. I'm feeling good. This is going to be the, the best strategy ever. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm emotional. I'm getting excited. And then it gets cold, right? And two things, when you feel 
that that feeling of the hot and the cold. You get to experience those emotions. You get to kind of get a sense of can you handle it, right? Anyone can handle a, a 10 trade winning streak. Can you handle the stretch of 20 trades where you lose 15 in a row? I can tell you what, if you, if you struggle during the back testing period, if you start having those emotional outbreaks where it's like, oh, I don't want to take this next trade or man, this is dumb or man, I should quit. It's going to be 10 times harder in real life when it's real money and there seems to be no light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so if you're noticing if you're noticing that in your experience, that's a big red flag about the strategy you should be trading. But in general, what I think the most important part is about backtesting or the most important thing that I look at in my backtesting results is the equity curve, right? I don't really, I care about the end result. Don't, don't get me wrong. Something has to be profitable, that it has to be in a certain win rate for me. I know that I, I don't want to be a 30% trader. I'll go crazy. That's kind of past my psychological boundary. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so that's that stuff's important. I know I want to be profitable, but the journey is most important. And we've done a few sessions here on the platform where, you know, we've created strategies, we work with strategy and it comes out nice at the end. And I've told our traders, nope, I wouldn't trade it. What do you mean you wouldn't trade it? Kill, it's profitable. I'm like, yeah, it was profitable. But look, did you see this two year stretch where it was in a cold streak? I don't want to have two years where a strategy doesn't provide me profit. I can't, you know, as someone that lives off his trading, right? I live off my trading, obviously, multiple um, income streams as well, but I'm not just trading for a hobby, right? I need to make profit with my trading, and that's going to have a, a trickle-down effect with everything else. More so in the past, when I first got started, obviously, you know, positioning myself in a, in a better financial kind of position these days where you can you can handle stuff and you're prepared, you're, you're kind of your, your wealth period, increases right real quick the wealth period is, is how long you can go basically without producing profit and live right jason graystone refers to it a lot of your uh, kind of like your cash buffer where hey if you were to lose your job kind of like 2020 how long can you survive without a consistent flow of income right um, you can imagine when i first started trading and, and managing money for others it was very small right i i needed one of the reasons i managed money even though i didn't want to is because i needed an income right you got to live you got to pay the bills um, that was what, 10 plus years ago, man, that's a long time. It wasn't 10 plus years ago. That was, uh, eight years ago, close to getting close to 10, sheesh, uh, eight years ago anyway, eight years ago. And obviously you put yourself in a position to increase that buffer where you can go longer and longer. But the point is I don't want to go a full year of trading without making profit. I definitely don't want to go two full years without making profit. So even if I look at my equity curve and I see that the end result is amazing, if there's that two-year stretch in the middle where it was funky and bad, I'm not interested in it. So re regarding the, the trader's question here where it's like, you know, what happens if we get to that cold streak? That's a question that you want to answer during that backtesting. You want to look at that worst period in your trading, right? The lower end of that standard deviation. You want to see how long it lasted, how would, how would, it, have, uh, would it have affected you if this was your actual trading account, that's when you throw in your money, you know, you, you throw all the digits into your money management spreadsheet, you position sizing all that fun stuff. And in some cases, you can adjust it and be like, well, if I trade it with less risk, I'll be able to survive that a little more. In some cases, there's just nothing you can do about it. Um, and that's the best way you can prepare. So before even getting to the point where you're trading live and you're concerned about, well, what if I'm at the lower end? What if I'm at the higher end? Because guess what? We never know. You never know what your strategy is going to do in, in 
in the future, we can prepare, we can predict, we can assess, but we never know for sure. For, for all I know, I just spoke to another trader who had amazing returns from, I think, 2008 to 2019. I think his worst year was a 17% a um, positive return. And he back tested 2020, it was 5%. And now he's getting concerned, right? We never know what's going to, to happen, but we can prepare. So you want to plan for the worst. Look through that historical, look, look through those historical results. Look specifically at that equity curve. Identify the period where you're at your lowest, right? Where you, your range is the lowest from the mean, from the, the normal, the average. And ask yourself and actually plug the numbers in literally, ask yourself and see how would that have affected your performance? If it's something that where you're still profitable, just not as profitable as before, boom, two thumbs up. If it's something where you're break even, depending on how it lasts, hey, it may be worth it. It may be worth hey, a break even stretch if you know it's gonna you know slingshot later in the year and become super profitable, right? We go through that on a, on a regular basis, right? I just went through a funk here in um, September, October, two months straight where I was just in a funk of trading, just trying to keep my head above water. But guess what? May, June, July, August, all amazing, right? A few good months in the beginning of the year as well. So that's kind of part of it, reverting to the mean. I guess you can say I was trading at the upper end of my of my performance and then I, you know, I had to give some back. We, we all go back to the mean. Um, but ask yourself, can you survive it? And if you can, and if the, the length of that survival is, is manageable, um, meaning that you can personally handle it and that's gonna be different for each person, may not be the best situation, but thumbs up. You deal with your pain to get the pleasure. Now, if, it, if you get absolutely destroyed, if it sucks up all your profit from the previous year or it puts you into a uh, beyond your maximum allowable drawdown, puts you, you know, minus 20% for the year, then that's a red flag and that's something that you don't want to trade. But the point is, if you've done your backtesting, you should have these numbers. And again, we, we never know what the future is going to hold, but if you've tested the right way and you've done so over a long enough period of time, I'm not talking like one year of back testing, right? Two years of back testing, right? If you've done five, 10 plus years of back testing, you're going to have a better idea of what those variations look like, right? Where, what are your highs look like when you're high? What do your lows look like when you're low? What is the average length? What do they typically look like? And although it's not a, a, a perfect predictor of the future, it's gonna set yourself up where you can have, I guess, where you can make the best prediction ever, ever, so like our former president, best prediction ever, where you can make the best prediction and set up your position sizing and your risk management accordingly to handle those opportunities.